and gentlemen, this is the Church Guys Podcast. I'm Brett, I'm the firefighter. I'm Quentin, I'm the student. I'm Craig, I'm the pastor. I'm DJ, and I'm the IT guy. And we are the Church Guys. On today's episode, we got a good one for you. A little bit different, not everyone is here. Mr. Brett Irwin gone, and the Craig Locke Pastor Man is gone as well. So we're doing another new style of a show today, but we still got some good things for you to talk about. We're going to be talking about college football, Heisman favorites, how Michael Penix is leading the way. We're going to be talking about Texas Longhorn football. Let's see how they're going to fare and if they're going to make it in the Big 12 championship. We're going to talk about Texas A&M and how Jimbo probably going to get bought out here in a couple of years maybe. Maybe by the end of this year, he is definitely feeling the burns on the bottom of his bums, if you know what I mean on that. We're going to be talking about NFL. We're going to be talking about MLB. Let's go Rangers and much, much more. some texas football real fast dj do we have to i mean (laughs) we gotta give credit where credit's due no no we don't (laughs) so uh and discredit where discredit is due (laughs) we had the uh, church guys over at my house besides brett we missed you buddy i know you're at the fire station uh but we know where he's always at yeah he's always working man putting out them (laughs) fires saving lives but we played oklahoma boy it was a classic red river game if i've ever seen one First first quarter was pretty pretty remarkable. Everything happened that could have happened happened in the first quarter. Yeah. And uh Texas, everything that could have gone wrong yeah, did go wrong. It was bad. But uh Texas did not play a good game, I will say, according to standards. I think Oklahoma played a good game. I think Oklahoma still could have played an even better game, but I think they played a good game. We still had a chance to win at the end of the day by playing bad and some terrible always, offensive always, calls. Uh, coach would have gone for it on that fourth and four. Like Rusty said, I told you that would have been nice because we could have. They couldn't stop us they the second half. They exactly. couldn't stop us. They could not stop us. And, but we couldn't stop them. No, <laughs> that's the reason you know? why I said go for it. Hindsight, I mean, I hindsight say, is yeah. they can't stop you and you can't stop <laughs> yeah. them. So <laughs> I, 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 hold on the ball. Exactly, him, grind him, it out. I was like, we yeah. have to go for this because yeah. if we give them the ball back, they're going to score and win. So. Yeah. But what happened? Uh, it was fourth and four. We kick the field goal, take the lead. Everyone's going crazy. And then Oklahoma does what Oklahoma does. There was like the two minutes left in the game when they like scored, wasn't there? Minute 13 or something. Yeah, it wasn't like a whole lot. It wasn't much at all. But um, we had two big plays let up, and then they yeah. got all the way to the end. And then Oklahoma getting away with holding all game long. Mm, and let's not let's, talk about that. It's crazy. The refs. I will say this, though. Uh, Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, and Gunnar Helm all had outstanding games. Well, even if you look at Quinn, I mean, he had a bad first series with the interception. The second series wasn't his fault. Jatavian Sanders hit his hands, and then I think Quinn was like 31 for 37, 346 yards. I mean, he played a great game, just didn't have a good first series, which kind of cost us. Did he really have two interceptions that game? I don't remember two interceptions. The second interception was there. 
about there he was oh yeah 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 sanders and sanders got blew up yeah in the air so we should have should have scored there should have scored there should have there and then uh should have went for it but i mean you had jonathan brooks who went for 129 man uh whittington had 115 worthy had 108 and gunner helm i mean gunner helm was a good pleasant surprise yeah you know i mean he went for 64 and a touchdown so but having we missed two guys, JT Sanders wasn't a presence at all. He's a game changer, and Ryan Watts, the cornerback. Yeah, if we had him in, that would have changed our safety rotation. That and the last last series we had a, a true freshman at safety, and that's what happened with the uh, the blow up blown play blown coverage. The 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 uh, the freshman didn't communicate. Yeah, what needed to be said to the other cornerback to cover the guy. And that's why we had a couple big plays and game over. So, but credit to Oklahoma, they wanted it more. Yeah, they get but, small uh, credit from me, not a whole lot. Because <laughs> Texas has been the only oh, team, yeah. only winning team that they've played. And we, yeah, we we've played an actual schedule this year. But I think we'll see them in the Big Twelve Championship, and I think we'll re- revenge will be had, especially when we get Ryan Watts back and JT Sanders back. So well, that's I my mean, analysis. I, I loved your take on that. Just think if it was flip flop. Texas beats OU and they meet each other in the Big Twelve Championship. Part of the team twice. If Oklahoma beats Texas, they're in the playoffs. They're not. No, Oklahoma wouldn't be in the playoffs. You think so? Because they only have because their schedule. Exactly. But because Texas beat Alabama and had a harder schedule, this loss doesn't hurt us. And they played Wyoming, which is a one-loss team. Exactly. They're almost ranked. Played Kansas. Kansas was a good team. Kansas still a good team. And played Rice, and Rice is a good team. That's. Uh, let's see. Rice is three and three. They're not bad. So, you know, we'll see. We just got to win out. If we win out and we win the Big Twelve Championship, we'll be in the playoff. Yeah, but for we sure. Win the Big Twelve Championship first. Yeah, one game at a time. One game at a time. Because Houston, uh, it's at Houston this week at three o'clock, and that's another sold out game. And you I mean there's gonna be a lot of Texas fans there because there's a lot of Texas fans in Houston. I want to attend, but yeah, yeah. Each, each game is going to be the Super Bowl for the other team because it's Texas. Trying to knock them off. I mean, I yeah, I mean that's what I, that's what I said. You know, beginning of the college football season, or one of our first shows is that everybody's going to be gunning for Texas because it's their last year. Yes. So you're going to get everybody's best every game. Well, I mean, what the Big Twelve commissioner said at the Texas Tech rally. Yeah, there's that. And <laughs> he doesn't hate Oklahoma as much as he does Texas. So is there kind of a thing where he has a ref saying you need to favor Oklahoma more in this game than Texas? Yeah. Because you could definitely see there was some bias with the holding calls. Oh, my middle. gosh, dude. And, they were and terrible. The, the pass interference call on the last drive, uh, for our last drive when Worthy was going down the sideline, and he got mauled, and they didn't call it. And then they called it on the second-to-last play of the game to put them in the end, near yeah. the end zone where the guy wasn't even catchable, and he wasn't really even doing anything. It's like there are some questionable calls going on there. Yeah. Yeah, they've got, what is this, week eight now? Yeah? Yep. So we got some good games coming up. Uh, you got Penn State and Ohio State kicking us off on the 21st. Battle of the That'll overrated. Be, yeah. Battle of the overrated, yeah. Because <laughs> they're both still undefeated, but, I mean, they're in the Big Ten, so. Yeah. Ohio State, man, they're not the same team as they were with C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That is for sure. And you got UFC and Oklahoma. It'd be funny if UFC can, Oklahoma, can upset Oklahoma. I would love that because Dylan Gabriel is from UFC. He transferred from yeah, there. So yeah. maybe they can get some Gus Malzahn, baby. Come on. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, looking at the college football schedule on ESPN, you can tell who ESPN wants to win the Heisman. Have you seen these banners? 
They say bodacious mm-hmm. with a picture of Bo Nix on them. <laughs> they lost. Dude, hey, did you watch that game? Oh, yeah. That coach reminded me so much of Tom Herman. Oh, yeah. Arrogant. And he said, we don't, we're only playing to win the game. I understand you got to play to win the game. But at, uh, at halftime, he could have took a field goal. Could have took a field goal. Just take yep. a field goal there. I understand if you want to go for it in fourth quarter like Sark should have. Sark should have gone for it in fourth quarter. That's one thing. I understand that. But you, you got to play to win the game. And you buy you kick, so you have to kick sometimes to win the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying absolutely. Not just go for it on fourth down. They went for a fourth down like five, six times, and they only got it like twice or something. It was ridiculous. That is nuts. Coach cost him like nine points, I think. I think Bonex is good, but Penix is better. Yeah, I mean he's he's good, but yeah, I agree with you. I like, I like Penix a lot better than than Bo Nix. I mean Bo Nix has done a lot for for Oregon as far as quarterbacks that have come out of there, but mm-hmm. I think in the end Penix is going to win it. Got another good game, Tennessee and Alabama. Mm. That's always a good one, but it's in Tuscaloosa, so I would favor Tennessee more. Alabama lockup in Tuscaloosa, and they're going to want revenge after what happened to them last year. They got beat at the last second field goal that should not have gone in the guy's hand, and it was like a dying duck, man. Yeah, barely crept over the crossbar there. I would pull for Tennessee if they weren't in Tuscaloosa, but it's hard to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. There's a reason Texas is only only team that's done it. Yeah, I, I, just because I don't like Nick Saban, I'm still pulling for Tennessee. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I've become a fan of Nick Saban, honestly. It's not that you know he's not. I don't think he's like a bad person or anything like that. I just tired of him. He's won enough. Let somebody else. Yeah, you're tired <laughs> let of somebody him. else win now. He's too good. <laughs> See, I, I'm the opposite with that. It's almost like Tom Brady. It's, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. The first couple of years, you're a little jealous. They're always winning. Your team's not. You, yeah. But now you. Kind of thing. You got to treasure this I, guy. I, I've been living in the era yes. of yeah. greatness. You yeah. know? The greatest coach probably ever. I, almost like people felt when they saw Michael Jordan for all those years. Yes. You know, we didn't really grow up with that. That's the reason why people glamored from him. You know, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. And it's uh, not LeBron James for all you LeBron James lovers. No, <laughs> it's not even not, close. Not Mentality even close. is totally different. Numbers. Can be similar, but the the mentality. Give me Kobe over LeBron. Oh, I, oh yeah, I agree. for sure. <laughs> Kobe had an Achilles injury and went to the free throw line. Yeah. LeBron would be crying. But uh, back to the football, I'm kind of glad to see – I am I like Dion, but I'm kind of glad to see them lose a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm tired of them talking all the time. The players – Talk is cheap. Players creating fights before the game and flexing the watches and everything. Oh, and, they, They've been humbled for sure the last – like yeah. what? They've lost three in a row, right? Yes. Or, or is two, it two out of the last three, I think. Yeah. They lost to Oregon and they lost to this last last game. Stanford. They were up twenty eight zero. Bro, that game was rough. <laughs> like they were all hyped going into halftime, and then it just like that first possession for Stanford is it just oh, fell apart. Shadur Sanders. He he created a post at halftime. Yeah, an Instagram post mm-hmm. trying to get more merch out. Yep. more more money for his NIL stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then they come out and they get roasted. That's where Dion says it's my son's fault too. He, he can't just call it. Other players, you got to call out his sons. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to protect his sons all the time. It's like, man, yep. your son's got to be the leader. He's the quarterback, you know. He's got to set the example. He's not setting the example when you're making an Instagram post at halftime. Nope. I mean, your head's yeah. not in the game, you know. So that Stanford uh, receiver, I think, had 300 receiving yards. Yeah, they couldn't stop him that second half. I mean, he was on fire. Does Colorado play this week? I don't think they do. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it. They need a bye week. <laughs> <laughs> they need to regroup. Oh, also a team that a lot of people are not talking about, Duke. 
Oh. Ranked number 16, taking on number four, Florida State. That'll be a good game. That's got some big implications right there, especially for playoff, because it's a game that Florida State needs to win. And it's surprising that Duke has come on the way that they have, because, I mean, you, you mentioned Duke, and the only thing that comes to mind is Coach K in basketball. That football program's been, been rebuilt and retooled. It's outstanding. I watched them play... Is it Notre Dame I watched them yeah, play? Watched them they, play? The Notre game they Dame. choked. They, they, they lost played. in the last second. They, yeah, it's they, like Texas. That was a Texas game right there. Yeah. It was a good one, but I will say this. The the quarterback for Duke got hurt, and the Notre Dame quarterback, I mean, it was class act. He was in the middle of the oh, interview, yeah. and he was like, yeah, we won. Our defense did great. I'm going to go check on whatever that kid's name from Duke. And just like walked off the interview with the lady standing there with the microphone like, uh, <laughs> okay, I guess that's all we're getting. That's a wrap. <laughs> so, and he waited for him to come out of the medical tent, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, other than that, I mean, we do got to talk about A and M real fast since I did preview it in the intro. We do. <laughs> Brett is not here to defend his case, but it's all right. We he can... did send in a message that he was wrong and that we were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brett. We try to. Get I was you hoping to get in, that on tape so that we could we could have that forever. We'll get but... him next next episode. Um, yeah. Uh, the fan base of A and M. If they're calling for blood. They are melting right now. <laughs> they are calling because they lost to Tennessee last week, right? Tennessee, yes. which they should have won that game. Yeah, should have won that game. They played better than Tennessee most of the game. They just can't finish right now. I think Milton had like a fifty percent completion percentage in that game. Yeah, that's the thing about Milton. Milton, he reminds me a lot of Anthony Richardson. The physicality is there. The 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 physical stature, how big he is, the kind of arm he can just a rocket. Just can't make decisions. Though. Yeah, he cannot no. make decisions at all. He's so late. He holds the ball way too long. So I'm surprised they didn't get that freshman in there. That Nico, I'm a Levea kid who was actually ranked above Arch Manning in the end. Uh, but I guess they don't want to take that risk yet. Yeah. So Joe Milton went 11 for 22, 100 yards. Gosh, 100 yards. One touchdown and one interception and a QBR of 63.1. Where Max Johnson went 16 to 34, 223, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Had a QBR of 40. <laughs> <laughs> when you thought you had bad, you got worse. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I didn't actually watch that game, so I was. I think we. I think. Or you? Sorry, bro. I know. (laughs) Sorry, but not sorry. I'm not. (laughs) Sorry, but not sorry. Well, I'm normally taking up for him. (laughs) Sorry, bro. We uh we need to roll the clip back one day when he said, "I promise you, Bobby Petrino is gonna turn this thing around." (laughs) (laughs) When you got another Uh, good old boy in the in the in the uh, press box. Yeah. You got to get a young guy in there with a new offense. You can't run just old time, fifteen no, year old offense. No. The game is completely different, you know. It is, and he hasn't caught up to it. No, like a Nick Saban. Nope. You know he he's progressed into his stuff. Jimbo Fisher's living back in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> and the nineties plays aren't working. <laughs> and yeah. Now he's got the defense going. But I mean, and it's crazy because if you look back at their schedule, like. All of the, the 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 two losses that they had in the SEC against Alabama and Tennessee were winnable games. They should have won both, honestly. I mean, because you lost to Alabama twenty six to twenty, you lost to Tennessee twenty to thirteen. The only other loss they had was at Miami, and that was forty eight to thirty three. Yeah, heavily beat Auburn twenty seven to ten, heavily beat Arkansas thirty four to twenty two, and then you just couldn't do the job against Alabama and Tennessee when it mattered. Which we know Arkansas is not good at all. No, and Auburn is not good at all. But their road doesn't get any easier because now they have South Carolina, uh, a number right now, a number ranked 13, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, of course. They should win that one. (laughs) 
That would be their game to get in the bowl with. <laughs> be their Appalachian State game. Appalachian State game. And then the final game of the season is at LSU. So that's that's not going to be a fun one. No, that's going to be tough. Well, LSU is going to want payback as well because didn't they beat LSU last year? I think so, yeah. So just like. <laughs> They're 99% favorite against Abilene Christian. <laughs> <laughs> There's that 1%. How cheap were the tickets? Uh, that's a good question. $32 says on ESPN right here. As low as $32. Yeah. $32. $32. Still not as low as the BC. But <laughs> <laughs> the Thune Cookman. Yeah. That Miami. was terrible, bro. $3 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. oh, buy one, get one. It was buy yeah, one, get buy one. one. Buy one, 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 get one. That's right. <laughs> I love it. That was oh. awful. Poor Miami, man. They don't have a stadium, though. They just have that NFL stadium. Well, Rice at Tulsa is $3. <laughs> <laughs> I like looking at the low ticket prices because I'm just like <laughs> we need to have that as a little a segment on here that one day three dollars is the lowest one this week golly Penn State at Ohio State's going for $180 that's the lowest ticket is $180 that's how low the Rangers tickets are right now that's ridiculous they're 200 bucks for the upper level it's ALCS so I know that's I tried to get tickets doesn't happen and they're only often. gonna they're only gonna go up if they progress within my company was going to buy, but we wanted six in a row. Oh, you they, yeah, you can't do that. You Four is the max. Really? Uh-huh. They're just selling. That's how. That's, cr- that's good, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Penn State and Ohio State tickets are more than Alabama and Tennessee. Alabama's $139. I'd rather go to the Alabama-Tennessee game. I would, too. The SEC atmosphere is, is nothing like it. Oh. Now, Where are they playing? Now, I will say, though, Ohio the whiteout. Uh, they're playing in Ohio State. I was like, if it was the whiteout at Penn State is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. They haven't done the whiteout game yet. I think that's next week. It's normally against uh, Michigan. Yeah, mm. I think they play. Did they play Michigan next yeah, week? Yeah, it's true. That yeah. is. Yeah. That'd yeah, be. that'd be fun. That would that would be a fun one to go to <laughs> whiteout game. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's really nothing too much. Oregon's playing Washington State. That should be a. Oh, Tulane is still ranked. They're number twenty three now. I will say, how about Texas Tech, man? Real fast. I got to get on the Texas Tech banter because I, I do not like them. What's Texas Tech Joe doing? Because I don't said, keep... Joe McGuire came out and said, we're going to run the Big 12. Everything runs through Lubbock. You know what I'm saying? And they, they're three and four for the season. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost uh, to Kansas State. Just lost to Kansas uh, State. Kansas State's quarterback had five touchdowns running the ball. Not passing, running. <laughs> and then they lost to West Virginia, Oregon, and Wyoming. So. Have we played Kansas State yet? No, but that quarterback is dangerous. The the curly hair kid. Yeah, yeah. I think he's we'll super dangerous. The good thing is we play them home. We play BYU home, and uh, we play Texas Tech home. I think the hardest game on the schedule left is Iowa State at Iowa State at TCU. But TCU, they're not the same team. Yeah, they're not the the same Max Duggan team they were last Iowa year. Iowa State has actually been playing well. Iowa State's always scary at with, home for some reason. No, because they lost seven starters. Because of the betting scandal. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They have beat TCU, and they beat Cincinnati. And they beat Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma, they got destroyed by Oklahoma. So our offense should just roll people. Man, I'm one of those. I think it's neat to see, like, some of these teams that that you don't normally see in the top 25. Like, you know, most people, they're like, oh, we want the Blue Bloods up there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to see North Carolina at number 10, and then you got Duke in there, that's... It's good to see a, a mix-up of schools. Tulane is in there. I was in, in there. Yeah, I, Tulane's number 23. Wow, just like last year. They're playing North Texas, so that should be a win for them. 
Sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here to defend your case. The main green. They're not so mean. No. And I'm glad USC has dropped because we know that they're fake. Their oh. defense is so bad. It's terrible. So bad. Yeah, it's it's something to they they lack a lot this year. When is Alex Grinch going to get fired? What does Alex Grinch have on he, Lincoln Riley? What he kind needs of to be he fired. <laughs> He definitely needs to be fired for sure. Oh, something I mentioned to, to Quentin a while ago and always going to talk about him because I'm an alumni. Liberty took their seventh win last night over Middle Tennessee. 7-0? So they are 7-0, number one in Conference USA in their first year in Conference USA. When are they going to so. get ranked, man? Come on, rankings. I know. I mean, and like I said earlier, I mean, they got a rushing attack that's in the top 15, I think, in the nation, but they're yet to be ranked. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it's going to be strength of schedule because it's Conference USA. Oklahoma, though. <laughs> but uh, Chadwell, Jamie Chadwell's picked right back up where Hugh Freeze left off. And and to be honest, I think the team this year is better than than what they were. Yeah, we got year two for Salter quarterback. You know, it's big time. And that kid has come out slinging. I mean, he's already almost got fifteen hundred yards, and I think he's only got two interceptions. He threw his second interception last night. Wow. Brett, if you're listening, I would love to see Liberty and A&M in a bowl game. <laughs> in a bowl game, that'd be a Liberty Bowl or something. I think no Liberty could take them. I think Liberty could take them. Uh, I think they could. Jimbo be fired then because oh, he be got gone. beat by the Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping they'd be close enough again this year we could go to a game, but the closest they're going to get is they're going to go to UTEP at the end of the season. So. Is North Texas at Liberty? Mm-mm. They don't play uh, North Texas this year? I think, or they must have... No, they don't play North Texas this year. The anymore are they? No. Gosh. Now they they got a bye week this coming week, and then they don't play again until the twenty fourth, and they're playing at Western Kentucky. Nice. But then they got three home straight, and then they go all the way to El Paso for UTEP. So it would be fun to go see them play again. Yes. Maybe a bowl game. Come on, Liberty and Liberty Independence Bowl in Shreveport. I need A and M and Liberty. Heck yeah, let's Make do it that. Happen A and M. We could go to that. Get get to six wins. Yeah. <laughs> six, six and five. <laughs> you just need oh, one more. I love, it. I love it, man. Being coached by the interim coach. <laughs> well, they just lost a five star receiver last night. Decommitted. Like they they're seeing the A and M did. The recruits are seeing the writing on the wall. Oh yeah. You're going to a dated offense. Why would you want to do that? The offense is bad. And just you're just go. Lose. You're just gonna lose. Just go north a little bit. Come to Austin. You'll be all we, right. We need them. <laughs> so well, before we move on with our day today, a little Heisman update. We mentioned it a little bit. Michael Penix Jr. from quarterback from Washington is currently in the lead. Deservedly so. Yeah. I yeah. agree. He's looking good. I've only watched like one game of Washington this year. From what I've seen from him, he's he's done great. So he played hurt in that game too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So he is. If you're an odds tracker, he's current odds on him are plus two twenty five to win. So and then Caleb Williams, who we all don't like, mm. is in second place. Too high. Second place. Too too high. Yeah, this is ESPN reporting uh, that. ESPN is biased, man. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you look at the comparisons, like that's what I'm looking at right now is the overall for. Caleb Williams and, and Penix. Penix has 1,600 yards with a completion rate of 74%, 16 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Caleb Williams, they have him at 1,200 yards, 15, 15 passing touchdowns, uh, 71 rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. They don't even show his interception yeah. and completion rate. But he's at a, a plus 375 to win. 
And then also Bo Nix is rounding off the top three. So you got Dylan Gabriel up there too. Uh, let's see. What I'm is on Gabriel? Bet MGM and those are the people you got to watch for the the Las Vegas people. And yeah. Vegas has Penix at one and Dylan Gabriel at two. Oh, ESPN has Cam Ward, quarterback of Washington State, at fifth place. Uh, they just lost, so he's out. I don't think they've updated this because no, I doesn't even. This is just the top five. It's not showing. Yeah, I think Gabriel's going to be like three or two right now. I mean, he beat Texas, so he'll be up there. Yeah, he's got to be. Is that all Pac-12? It's Heisman. <laughs> yeah. They don't play any defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's all Pac-12. So. Oh, this is a Heisman tracker. No wonder it's not showing anything. Come on, ESPN, get with it. On the Las Vegas one, they dropped Caleb Williams all the way down to like 8th or ninth right here. I don't think he's going to repeat. Thank goodness. I don't want to look at his uh, Oh, yeah, because he, he won it last year, didn't he? Yeah. I don't want to look at his painted nails again. <laughs> but not only that, I mean, he's also different. the part that, that's turned everybody off is him saying that when he gets drafted, he wants partial ownership of an NFL team. Uh, whoever drafts him, I'm like, you ain't gonna get that, bro. <laughs> Nobody's gonna give that to you. He's just like Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley creates people like him. That's how Spencer Radler was when he was at Oklahoma until he went to South Carolina. Fifty nine point seven. It's Caleb Williams' completion percentage for October. That is terrible. October, wow. That is terrible. The games that actually matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame, and uh, what was the other? I guess just just Pac-12 teams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Arizona State almost beat them, took them to overtime. Okay, so here we go. This is according to the NFL. This is their top 10 candidates for the Heisman. Number 10, Shador Saunders. Number nine, Brock Bowers, the the tight end from Georgia, which I like him, man. He's great. He's a great kid. Number eight, Drake May, uh, the quarterback for North Carolina. That kid's only a sophomore. No, he's a junior. Redshirt sophomore. Oh, yeah. So he'll go. I don't agree with that at all. NFL has uh, Michael Penix Jr. ranked number seven. And then Jordan Travis is number six. Jordan Travis? Yeah. I don't see him being an NFL guy. And Marvin Harrison Jr., number five, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's freaky. He should be number one. Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU, what? number four. Quinn Ewers. Have him at three? <laughs> at three. Think about Quinn. J.J. McCarthy at two, and then Caleb Williams at one. I don't one. see J.J. McCarthy being at two, first of all. I don't yeah, see Caleb. Quinn, put Quinn at yeah. like three right now or something. Quinn's fine at three. The thing about Quinn is... That's he, the NFL, though. They start, don't know nothing about You're starting about. to see him blossom finally because he's he's in the rhythm of playing. This is his second full year of playing, and he's starting to really, really thrive under Sark and just the mechanics yeah. alone. I saw a clip of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball the other day. I sent that to y'all. where They are like, oh, he's throwing... But I, I wasn't worried about that. I was looking at, and I was like, Quinn has the exact same mechanics that, as Aaron Rodgers. That quick release, and it's just—I mean, it's just butter. And that's what—that's what NFL GMs and, and scouts are seeing. Like this guy has even more potential. You yeah. know, he ain't topped out. He could still be even better. You know, they can develop him even more. So, Jaden Daniels, I don't know, and Jordan Travis. The devil. I don't think yeah, they're being top 10 NFL players. NFL needs draft. to stick to NFL. <laughs> Their ranking system is terrible. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. I mean, it's one of those things that's too early to tell. You never know which way it's going to go. Who's going to have a better week than the next person and who's going to have the worst week. And that's usually what it goes on is, you know, who's on and who's off. So we'll we'll see how that shakes out. But other thing exciting in Texas is baseball. What, what? The uh, the old Rangers doing their thing against the the trash throws. 
<laughs> hey, I won't say anything bad because they've made it. This is their seventh in a row ALCS, which is impressive. It's impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. And they can still win it. <laughs> Astros. With, with, without banging on trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or little, have a little uh, sensor thing within your shirt to yeah. tell you when to hit the ball. Yeah. Cheaters. Uh, I, I mean, who hasn't cheated, sadly? <laughs> they just got caught. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, hey, ESPN is reporting tickets for the game as low as $97. Hey, there you go. That's tonight. Yeah, that's tonight's game. But, you, got, uh, you got church tonight. You can't go. I'm sorry. We'll put it on for you on the TV, in the class. But yeah, I mean, I, this is usually the only time I'll ever watch baseball is when the playoffs happen, because any other time it bores me to tears. So I am a fair weather fan, and I'm willing to admit that. Yep. And guess yep. what? Same. Rangers are good, and I'm supporting them, baby. I'm supporting them whether they're bad or good, but definitely uh, keeping up with them right now since we're in the playoffs and ACS yep. and looking like we're going to go to the World Series right now it could change, but our batting is amazing and our pitching has been great. Jordan Montgomery, I mean Rusty's a baseball, he's our baseball analyst over here. What do you think about Montgomery's pitching in the first game? Oh, he, he's just I mean, got, he's, just, he, he's looking good. He's on awesome. Uvaldi. Yeah. Uh I mean, we'll see what Scherzer does tonight. I'm I'm expecting to see him maybe four innings max. It'll be a little cold. Yeah. You know, first game back in what, a couple months at least. Mm-hmm. So Oh, has he been out? He's been out for a while. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't even realized. It shows how much I keep up. <laughs> there was possibility he wasn't even going to be. Play, yeah. He would have been our game one guy, probably. Yeah. He's our number one pitcher. Yeah. And then Montgomery probably would number two. But Yeah. I mean, we have. I think we have depth. Well, the pitching. When, the, when the starters when can the, make yeah. it to the sixth inning, That's true. Yeah. then yeah. we're good. If we have to pull somebody in, like, That's a, true. like a Will Smith. We're we're in, <laughs> we're in trouble. You're the actor now, Shane. Yeah, he's gonna come out and slap somebody. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Uh, <laughs> slap I'm, the Astros around, baby. I'm sorry, I, I I had to do it. So I had to, man. Yeah, these first two games they've they've looked really well. So it'll be exciting to see if they go to the World Series. We'll have to have a watch party. Yeah, we will. And I will say that Alvarez, man, he is scary when he's at the at the plate. He's like. Big Poppy Jr. out there. Yep, for sure. It is scary when Jordan Alvarez is at the plate. <laughs> he had two homers last game. So who's on the other side? Uh, Phillies the, and uh, the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't even remember the last time they were in the playoffs. It's been a while. Early 2000s? It's been a, yeah. They're, they're in like an 87 win team. That's crazy. Wow. All right. So that's... Randy, Randy that's, Johnson was one of my favorite pitchers growing up. Everybody liked... <laughs> what they call them, the big heat or whatever? The unit. Awesome, man. the unit. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 9,000 mile an hour fastball down the middle. I used to be a big Braves fan, and my mother lived in uh, Columbus, Mississippi. We drove over and watched, you know, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Maddox play. Yeah. That's that's real baseball, for wow. those of you that don't know. We're about to have press online. He's a big Chipper Jones fan. Is he? I mean, he, that's he's his my favorite, favorite. favorite of all time. So we'll have to get in on that action. Here. <laughs> so, yeah, as far as the, this lineup matchup goes, you got tonight. Houston will be at Texas. And then Thursday, it goes back. They'll be still be in, in Arlington. And then Friday says they're going to be in Arlington. So, oh, yeah. So it's a 2-3-2? Two, two. Yeah. So we could possibly. Just, oh, it says game five if necessary. 
Yeah, because if we win these two games, it's over. It's Three, over, yeah. four, and five are in Arlington. Yeah. Yes. That is big time that's right That's big there. time. So, I mean, that's even. big time. That's big, like, like, that's terrible for the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, I mean, you got to have four to win, right, in the playoffs. So, even if we lose one, we still have that game five. We do. We could still win out in Arlington. Man, you know how big that would be to win a, a, a matchup like that in Arlington? It's big. In the new stadium. Have we won an ALCS at Arlington? I think we've won it. We, uh, I know we've run it on the road before back in the I don't think we've won one recently. No, this would have been back in like oh, 11, 11, 10, Yeah, the last time they made yeah. the playoff run. And we got disappointed. Josh Hamilton and Michael Young. And we had uh, Nelson Cruz in the outfield against the Cardinals. Yeah. Miss, was, a, miss a fly ball. Now we got Evan Carter in the outfield, baby. Yeah, so it'll be a it'll be a fun series to to kind of watch that. So we'll see what happens, and who knows? We could be talking about Rangers in a World Series next recording. Unbelievable! I thought they were going to miss the playoffs altogether about a month and a half ago. They started putting it together. Yeah, yeah, we were because I think we did t- mention that here. Like, oh, they're going like, to choke it. Oh, they're choking yeah. again. <laughs> they're not worth watching. But I think their record they actually tied the Astros with. As far as like what their final record was like ninety and seven seventy six or something like that or seventy two. So I don't that's all that's, that's my all extent. Base, that's that's the extent of baseball have. knowledge I have. Oh, <laughs> love, love baseball. NFL. What's, what's your prediction, Rusty, before we move on to NFL here? Do you have a prediction in ALCS, NLCS, World Series prediction? Uh Texas is gonna win in five. I can see that. Phillies are gonna win in five. Phillies look good right now. They they look good. Grass Harper and, is looking really good. Yeah. And then, and then we'll probably go six for the World Series. All right. Rangers will beat the Phillies. Let's go. So there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yes. Rusty's calling the Rangers. Oh, I, I don't, they just look good. They look good. Right? I mean, they keep playing like they're playing. Then they're yeah, hot they're, at the right time. Yeah. They're, they're hot, hot yeah. at the right the pitching, time. The pitching, which scared me, has been great. I'm telling you. It's you all know? about momentum. And exactly. Postseason momentum. You know, it don't matter what you do in the regular season. I mean, look at the Braves. Look at the Dodgers. They all got knocked out early. Yeah. You know. The one stat that blew me away was the Uvalde runners in scoring position or something. Yeah. And it's like point one two eight. Yeah. He just goes into, another, like the announcer, John Smoltz, he just goes into another level. And it was cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> he just got out. I mean, it was like a, a full bases are loaded, and he had to get some outs, and I think they got one out, and then they got a double play. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, clutch, man. Needed it. And he got it, so. Go Rangers. They're getting outs when they need to get outs, and they're getting runs when they need to get runs. And that's how you win. That's how you that's win. Baseball. <laughs> that's baseball. Baseball in a nutshell. <laughs> I want to give up solo home runs to Alvarez because that dude's a beast. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy, man. Big Poppy Jr. Yeah. So let's get into the Church Guys podcast show, Fantasy League. A Fantasy League? Yeah. Right. How, are, how are we faring on there? We have our very own Quentin in first place. Woohoo! Of course, you know, if you win, you don't get anything. So. <laughs> I thought I was going to give me a ring. I want a ring, baby. <laughs> you get a pat on the back. And there's actually, take that back, there's a, a four-way tie for first place. Four-way tie? There's no ties in football. Um, so you got Quinn with 5-1, and one, uh, Bernieville's 5-1, and one, uh, the Southeast Texas Gators are 5-1, and one. the only girl in our league is 5-1. and one. Grussie's daughter. Go yeah. Britland. So there's, a, there's the four-way tie for first, and then it drops down. The top ten is not... Good. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. don't hate on me. I'm in there. You got four and two 
with the water guys at fifth place. Horns down is at four and two. Come on, Cody. Rusty Favre from Ordinary is four and two. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that uh, name. I love that name. Hey, look at that though. I round out. I'm number ten with three at three and three. So there we go. Uh, the Hook'em Boys, that's Gabe, isn't it? Gabe, yeah. So he's three and three. Love you, Gabe. Even though you wouldn't trade me B. John Robinson. <laughs> um, Shawshank. <field. laughs> the the Dak Knight is three and three. And just for the fun of it, where's Brad? Is he still in last place? Yep, Injured still in last place. He's still in last. Him he and, Mi- and Mick Studley are tied one and five. <laughs> <laughs> where's Roland? Roland's two and four at 13. So. You win some, you definitely lose, lose some. some. You're so you got Craig, Roland, uh, Left Hand Smite, which is, I think his name is Daniel, uh, T-Drops Dogs, Team Gatlin, Threat Level Midnight, and Le- Lance Legends. Are all tied at two and four. So mm. we've talked about it several times, but a twenty-person league is is absolutely ridiculous. There's no one on the waivers, but it's so much fun because you got nobody. It's like if you got a bye week, <laughs> you actually have to be like, okay, who is this person? Nine times out of ten, it's like a second or third string, and you're. And I think it was you and I that were texting back and forth. I'm just like, I'm just filling spots with whoever. I switch my defense every week depending on who's playing. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Because there's just nobody. I did pick up a defense, and uh, I had, like, the Giants, which is 30th, and I saw the Lions were on free agency, and they're, like, 10th best defense in the league, and I just picked them up. And Somebody like, dropped them Ooh. because I needed the spot. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, Maybe I swooped them up. We, we should have had one more bench spot. Yeah. That was a bad. We don't have the IR spot, which well, we the, should. We should, but it won't let me add the IR spot. Yeah, but I could have technically game. added a bench spot to, to so that you could put an we don't IR have spot an IR there. Spot? No, there, normally, you normally have you have do. An IR spot. And there's not. No, no. Oh. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like if you look at the players right now, just for example, we'll say quarterback. Let's see who we got. The very first one available that has a prediction of the most points is Mike White, the backup quarterback for Miami. Backup? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you honestly think with the way Tua is playing right now that Mike White is going to see the field? I will say right He's now. He's projected at uh, 10 points. If you want to pick up a quarterback, Bailey Zappi out of New England, because Mac Jones, I don't know how long that's going to be. Dude, yeah. he does not look good. Not look good. But the offense does not look good. Somebody had Zappi and they released him. Zaffy's not a bad quarterback when I've seen him play. There's also rumors that uh, Tennessee's fixing to sit Tannehill and put put Malik in. God, Malik, not. that is terrible. Malik is not good. Uh, Have you seen know, him man. play? He, he cannot throw. All he does is run. He's got a decent arm, though. The question is, I saw, I heard something else. Jason Whitlock said, "How many reps does Malik Willis get?" Though, Probably too? none. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he gets Probably none. Want someone to you're, develop, you gotta right. give him more reps. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Holy cow, Drew Locke is still in the NFL. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought he was done for. And he's a backup. He's available. So I mean, Colt McCoy was a backup for years. Years, man. Man, that made me mad, too, because I drafted him. And then they got early. And then two days later, he got released. Yeah, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And he does not want to go to the Arizona Cardinals. He, he may stay another year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that's the fun of it. Hey, but they're predicting Malik Willis to have four hundred or four point sixty six points this week, but he's on a bye week, so don't pick him up. He's projected that, but he's on a bye week. <laughs> he's projected it. <laughs> What's this app doing? <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe that's how many points he actually. Let me see. 
There's no way they're projecting that because he's he has bye. Oh, that was week six. My bad. Okay. So he yeah he only has a total of four four point sixty six points. So there we go. Um, we still have a long way to go in this no, season don't. of fantasy. No, we don't. We do. We got eighteen seventeen weeks. I'm winning this sucker. No, we don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, you you may be in first place, but you technically can't win. Host cannot win the game. The only one that can would be him because well, he's a late addition. Rusty's a late addition. Can't get any rewards for winning. I can win this. So let's see. <laughs> I'm predicted to win this week. Let's see. who are you got this week, Quentin? My dad for the third week. No, I'm just kidding. Are you serious? <laughs> no. I was fix- I can go in and fix that. Yeah, got, it's, uh, it's the war of attrition. Southeast Texas Gators. Bradley is five and one. That's gonna be a good guy. Oh, five and one versus five my, and one. Uh, my co- my cousin in law. He's a pretty. Uh, it's going to be a close game because you're projected at 126 and he's projected at 120. Yeah. And he hits his points every week. He does. I've been he does. Lately, I, well, no, you've been hitting more. 140, baby. <laughs> yeah. Then there was that week that he had a running back that scored more than Craig's entire team. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. And I had to make it known. And I said, Dad, Farve, <laughs> I got to sleep with the one I opened. <laughs> far from ordinary, you got Lance Legends. Why is he only predicted at 52 points? Got a bunch of people out. Oh, Bryce Young is on a bye. Uh, he's got a tight end on a bye. His kicker's on a bye. There's not enough people to <laughs> pop in those spots. Bro, drop two. He's got two, de- three defenses. Drop one. Auto, think, auto pick, man. Lance is probably quit. <laughs> a couple I, of these bottom people have quit. You can tell. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't ever change anything. No. And they're not picking up players. Like, Brett could have the top player the past, like, three weeks. And Rose getting them, and Rose sitting in like eleventh place. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's see. And then I got the water guys, which is a good thing because he's got a lot of he's got Dak and their defense, and they're on a bye week. So, I'm projected to one twenty one. He's projected at one oh eight. So, and then let's see, where is injured reserve? Oh, Brett may get, may get another one. He's predicted at 81, and he's playing T-Drop Dogs. They're predicted it's at 80, so. Wow. There you go. Let's go, Brett. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, how about them Jets, though? We'll get to that in a little bit. Let's see. Who's your who's Craig playing? <laughs> Craig is playing McStudley, who is projected at a whopping 40 points this week. <laughs> he actually might get him a win. Uh, and then your dad's Craig is projected at 90. So, yeah. Sorry that you had to play me, dad. It's <laughs> <laughs> payback. So, there we go. Um, our fantasy week is moving right along. And yeah, it's 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 the fun part of 20 people. It's, it's, it's limping along. It, yes, yeah, it's, it's limping <laughs> along, literally. <laughs> but I mean, on the, on the other side of that, though, there's been an unreal amount of injuries this year oh, yeah. to like key guys yes so i mean it's just and it, it's unheard of and everybody's you know relating it back to the turf issue the grass and the turf issue you know with acls and knee problems and that's the hard part is when you do have a decent guy like me who has aaron jones who played his first game on turf and then tore a hamstring has been out for five weeks <laughs> where do you play the bears uh, so if they had grass there, they do. That's grass. That was grass, wasn't it? Yeah. Grass. But it's it's very loose grass. Too. Yeah, it's another big topic. You know, even the natural gra- grass that they're putting down, 
It's not laid down very good. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They have him questionable again this week, but he's at practice. So I'm hoping because that's where a lot of my points come from. Because Patrick Mahomes hasn't been that. Me and Quentin, the, when we first started drafting, I was like, you know, we were arguing back and forth about who was going to get Patty Mahomes. And <laughs> I ended up with him, but he's been garbage this yes, year. Thank you. <laughs> and I took Jalen Hurts, which it, he hasn't been bad, but he's a dual threat guy, though. He yeah. Some running touchdowns. Well, the Patrick so. Mahomes ain't going to last. They're going to, he's going to score. Well, I mean, he's got it he, at some point. It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. And it's Andy Reid's offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the next, like, I think three or four games, they got. Fairly easy. They, I mean, they got L.A. this week, the Chargers, and then... Puka Nakua, baby, watch out. <laughs> you know, Bernieville has him sitting on the bench. This in, like for, for five weeks in a row, he's been sitting on the bench. I don't think he's changed out his That's lineup, That's because his whole his team is good. I have tried he to trade... He auto-picked. <laughs> yeah, he did. His whole team, his whole is, team is auto-picked. <laughs> he's going to end up winning the fantasy with an auto-picked roster. He auto-picked, but then Brett auto-picked. <laughs> There's two... But it was just like, there. I tried to trade him. Of course, he don't ever answer trade requests. So <laughs> when I traded for, uh, I tried to get, when I traded Britland for uh, Trevor Lawrence and Garoppolo, I was like, I'm going to ditch Garoppolo and see if he'll trade me for, for Puka because he's just been sitting on the bench. And that trade request has been sitting for how long we made that trade? Two, three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's been sitting out there for two or three weeks. He's yeah. probably not even looking at it. So like I need you to I need you to uh, to check your your, your trade request because you got a guy that's just been setting and not being used and I need him so accept the trade. He's five and one and he hasn't touched. <laughs> <laughs> not even on bye weeks. He's had guys already out on bye weeks and he's won those weeks because so, yeah, of. I don't think I don't think he's paid attention at all. That's ridiculous too. Absolutely ridiculous. The NFL our NFL analysts or yeah yeah we can do that. Oh, he does need to look at it this week, though, with McCaffrey being out. Mm-hmm. Who does? Uh, Bernieville. Bernieville. Because he's got two. He's got McCaffrey and, and uh, Chris Olave is going to be out. Hello? Thank you. He's climbing the tower. What's up, man? Sorry about the delay. No, you're good. I'm on a tower, so if it's windy, if y'all just need to drop me off, drop still me, hear you. fine. I still hear you pretty good. Yeah. You better be careful, though. We, I do not want to hear you fall. <laughs> to, to your death. I do not hey, need this that'll Hey, that'll get y'all a lot of listeners. I don't care about that. I care about your life, <laughs> your family. Our ratings will go through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Viral. <laughs> yeah, y'all's ratings would go through the roof, and I'd go through the ground. <laughs> oh, uh, what's up, Preston? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I've been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good to have yeah, you I, have you back on the show again, so we can get your takes on this year's NFL. While you climb a tower. while you climb a tower, that is insane. First of all, how how tall is the tower you're climbing today? Three fifty, and I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna be all the way at the top. So, but it's a shorter one. It's one of the shorter ones that we climb. But uh, <laughs> I, I, everything that's on me, I basically have an extra hundred fifteen pounds on me. Somehow I'm still fat. I don't understand. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just runs. Sorry in the family. about this. I, I wasn't expecting to have to climb today. Dude, you're good. So, what's what's crazy is we can still hear you pretty good. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm on a tail. It should be the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is true. Uh, I mean, even with the wind and everything, it's, it sounded good. So we just we just got done talking about the uh, the fantasy league and all that. So. 
if you have any input on your fantasy team and how you think you're doing. Oh, and y'all's league. And y'all's league. Atrocious. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were talking about that the 20 people was probably a little little bit much. <laughs> yeah, my organization in that one is like the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> right. uh, so, uh, but no, I mean, this year's been a weird year in fantasy. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I run a uh, I run a um, dynasty league, and then I uh, I'm in another dynasty league, and uh, it's been weird. It's been real weird. Yeah, I feel um, like there's a lot of injuries this year. Well, already. you know, well you got you have the Cincinnati Bengals who um, they can't block nobody or stop anybody on defense, <laughs> so all those weapons have been kind of eh. And then, I mean, Chicago's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, they just can't get Justin Fields any help. Oh, I, no. I don't. They can't block for him. And then Arizona, I don't even know. I, Arizona's bad. They're trying to get Caleb Williams, so, you know. Well, and that's another thing. I know I'm on here for NFL and everything, but Quentin, I had told you my favorite game this year, looking into this season in college, was going to be Washington and Oregon. Oh yeah, because those two quarterbacks can play. Yep. And Michael Penix Jr. for my money. Oh yeah, is a franchise NFL quarterback. My bad, the wind got picked up a little bit. No, you, um, no, he sounds great. Michael Penix Jr. to me is is he looks like what we thought Jameis Winston was going to be, mm-hmm. or you know, Cam Newton, um, because we didn't think they were going to run as much when they got in the NFL and throw the ball a little bit more. And I think coming like if if I'm Arizona, that's who I go get because you can build around him. I mean, he's used to being on bad teams. Yeah. Caleb Williams is used is used to having all these weapons around him. Yeah, and he's a crap. I, baby. I feel like Michael Penix Jr. is is it. I feel like he's the dude. Um, you know, it is uh, one of them things where um, you're going to have Arizona and Chicago both with two picks and probably the top ten. Yep. So four out of the top ten picks are going to be the two trash organizations of the NFL. <laughs> It's true, and they're still going to be trash, probably. <laughs> hey, real quick before we get back on the NFL, is is Brad on here? Nah, he's, no, he's out today. He's out. Uh, Man, yeah, I know. It's a bad day to be. I was going to ask him. I was going to ask him uh, what they're going to do with that overpaid uh, uh, re- uh, recruiter they got. I tell you what, when when he's back the next recording, we'll we'll call you and have you have you ask yeah, him that question yeah. live. I just, yeah, because because I mean that's all he's good for is recruiting. Oh yeah, paying money. So, paying money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll let y'all lead on this one, and I'll, I'll answer whatever y'all and talk. Let y'all do all the talking points. I feel like I talked too much on the oh. last. One. That's why we. You're, you're Preston uh, is our lead NFL analyst to all our listeners out there, to all our all our ten listeners out there. You know. <laughs> um, but all right, Preston. So, what are your takes right now? Through what are we? Six weeks. Are we six weeks of the NFL. I feel like Detroit is for real. Yep. I really do. Look good. Um, they play. They're playing. They're playing tough um, on both sides of the ball. Yep. And it's um, it's one of those things where um, it comes from the coaching staff. Oh yeah. That coaching staff, hard nose. <laughs> they give them a hundred percent effort, and and they they the players return it. That's right. Um, yep. I feel like the NFC East is way worse than everybody thought it was going to be. Sorry about that. Uh, 
the Giants are, are I think they're tanking. Oh, okay. I think they're tanking, and I think they're going to get rid of uh, uh, Danny Dimes. After signing uh, the contract? Danny Dimes, because that's all he's worth. <laughs> uh, I love it. I think they can offload that contract, and I think they'd be willing to take that hit because they're not paying anybody else. That's true. Uh, Saquon's going to leave. That's true. And I think they're just going to rebuild. Washington might be the best, one of the best teams in the NFC East. Yeah. Um, Dallas. Dallas has a bit. Their problem is because their problem is the fact that we got Brucey from the longest yard as our starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, Preston. You're not wrong. Man. I mean, yeah. uh, people people complain about Mike McCarthy's offense, but the thing is, is it's like being an English teacher, right? Yeah. You in high school, you can't have your whole class read the Crucible if they're on a third grade reading level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love the analogy. Could only be an event as advanced as your quarterback. No, that's so, so true. He's having to dumb it down if, for him. If I'm playing defense against Dallas, I tell my safety, 25 yards from the line of scrimmage is your cap. Yep. yep. Once you get to 25 yards, you play up, and you'll pick him off every time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's atrocious. Yeah. It's hard to watch. Because that defense has done more than enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's hard to win games when your defense has to keep you in the game and the offense is, is failing to produce. Down after down, and I've been saying this for a while, but uh, it's not that I don't like Tony Pollard, but to me, he was good for what we used him as yep. when we had um, Zeke. Yep, he is not going to run downhill and hurt you well, he like can, Zeke yeah. would. He can be your secondary guy, just can't be the primary guy. You know, he's, exactly. he thrives in that secondary role. He's going to give give him ten, twelve carries. He's going to make the most of it, but he can't. We got Chiefs. We got Chiefs style, like fancy uh, Chiefs style uh, running back. Yeah, that's true. And 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 the offense that that doesn't belong in. Yeah. And if you're gonna run from the gun and stuff like sometimes they do, you've got to have somebody that can a hit the hole hard and not be looking because his whole thing is he's got to hit a clean hole because he's not a big dude. Yeah. And he. Zeke did the dirty work and kept them off of him and, and, and got those extra dirty yards so then That's they could hit them outside. We don't have that. So you, you don't have to load the box. And you play – I mean, it's easy to play de- uh, defense against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely easy. And then what are your thoughts about uh, – since DJ's here, your Green Bay Packers and then uh, – we, we ain't got to talk about that, bro. Well, <laughs> I, I think they're heading in the right direction. I, I mean, going into the season, what was your – what was your thought on what was going to happen? Well, it, it started off on a high note. I mean, because, you know, you had the Bears. Chicago. I mean, it is yeah. Chicago. Chicago is Chicago. Um, and, you know, Love came out slinging the ball, doing great. And then Atlanta, when they played the Falcons, that's when it started getting shaky. Because they couldn't stop. The offensive line couldn't stop the rush. Jordan Love, I mean, he's technically still a rookie. I think this is year three. Um, but he he hasn't gotten that. Experience, experience yeah. to where when he's under pressure to either check it down or just get rid of it. He tries to make something on his feet. Nine times out of ten, he ends up gets tackled. I didn't have a lot of high hopes for the Packers this year. I knew it was going to be tough. You didn't. Yeah, I will say um, that. Yeah. But There's when, a man that don't need to draft this year real quick. I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. 
Xavier, X Factor, Hurts. That's who y'all need this year because y'all need some more receivers, receivers, and some that can consistently stretch the field and make big time yep. plays. Yeah. And um, I, I like Jordan Love. I'll let you get back to it. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, the, the thing, another thing that's hurt a lot for the Packers is these last five weeks they've been without Aaron Jones. So when you can't move the ball on the ground, that takes away your run game because then at that point you can't shift the defense, you can't choke them back, you can't pull them in with play actions. Yeah, you become one-dimensional. one-dimensional. AJ, and AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon's more like Pollard, like like yeah, Pollard. Yeah, secondary guy. Yeah, I mean, when, when him and Aaron Jones are feeding off of each other, man, that's a two-headed monster that you can't stop. It's true. Because Aaron Jones is one of those type of running backs. You're only going to want to get hit by him one or two or three times, and you're like, I'm not tackling this guy. Yeah. And then you get AJ that comes in, who's a similar kind of runner, and you're like, okay, I'll try to tackle him, but I'm going to stand off a little bit. And so the offense right now is one-dimensional because you don't have a superstar running back. AJ Dillon is averaging, I think, 30, 40 yards a game. Yeah. So – I don't know. It's a long way to go. We'll see if they can straighten it out. But, yeah, I mean, I'm still not super excited about Jordan Love, but I'm not excited about the prospects behind him either. Because <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, you got an XFL guy on. that they signed. <laughs> you don't got anybody else behind Yeah. You got no other choice. Um, but the love, love. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so. it could be worse. You can have Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's true. I, I would rather have Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott. You got to give Brett credit because Brett was like – I'd rather have Uncle Rico. <laughs> Man, as we're talking, I'm sitting here doing some comparisons. It's like, you know, their their ratings and stuff like that, dude. And Dak's QBR is 63. Yeah. Trey Lance, his career QBR is uh, 84. At least put try Cooper Rush for a little bit, too. <laughs> and I think, hold on, let me go back to Cooper's. What was Cooper's? Well, and then real quick on Dak. Dak is Cooper like, Rush is 33 this season. But he hasn't played that Dash much. Dash with Dallas is like a bad stock, right? Like yeah. it, it tanks, and yeah. instead of cutting your loss, yeah. they've doubled down on it. Yeah, and then it, it and then it, it takes that uptick, that very slow uptick, and they're like, "Oh, look at there." Mm-hmm. Okay, well you're still negative on it, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, it, just as he has, they're like, "Oh, look at there, what he did last game." Like I, I don't understand people like game to game salt. It's a it's. It's a season-long yeah. struggle with that. I mean, anybody can have one good game. Absolutely. I mean, he's yeah. 30 years old. We've had him long enough yeah. to where it's like, okay, let's wash our hands, take the cap hit, yep. be bad for a year, and move on. I mean, because you've got a promising young guy in Trey Lance. I mean, the guy hasn't Possibly, played yeah. Hasn't played but, what, maybe one or two years? I don't know if he's promising. I well, I mean, he's I'll give, to me, I'll give him a to shot, me he's promising because he, he has better arm ability to Dak. He, he's not. He's not in the He'll make. I think, Preston. Do you think we draft a quarterback since we have a big draft class of quarterbacks this year? I mean, it we got depends. About seven quarterbacks that are really good. It depends on who's there and you the know. situation. I, I feel like we still, um, we still have some holes that we need to fill. We need a pass rush, uh, a defensive end, because um, Demarcus Lawrence is. About the biggest waste of money between him and Tyron Smith. I wish that we could package them up and trade them for a goat and have a barbecue. <laughs> it, it is just, uh, I love it. It's it, like it's highway robbery. Yeah. All the money. Yeah. And, and you know, you, 
ha- not having overshone this year, and people are going to say, oh, you're a Longhorn fan. Yeah, you're going to say it. No, they were excited to have him. Oh, yeah. Next to- that would have that would have been a dynamic pass rush. And yeah. with that, I mean, we can't get, if you can't get to the quarterback, then you lose Diggs. Mm-hmm. They're going to score start points on you. Yep. Well, they so, said they said Overshone was the next superstar for them, and he still could be next couple of years, but it's going to take some time to recover is, too. We're probably going to lose Dan Quinn, and we'll never know. Yeah, it's true. Now, I, you know, and I hear all this conspiracy theory. We're going to get Dion this, that, and the other. We need to get a general manager. Yeah, I love Jerry Jones to death, but and and that means very close because he's really close to death. Yeah. Uh, he he's about ninety seven years old. <laughs> yeah. You can't kill plastic, I guess. You know, and I wish we'd have kept Zeke. And I know my my dad's on me a lot because he's like, "Oh, you just like Zeke, you love Zeke, all this stuff." But it was we need that, that kind of running back in in the red zone. Yeah, kicking field going to win you the game. And oh, yeah. Zeke, that's what drives. He might have forty yards, but they were all within the goal line. Oh, for I sure. mean the red zone. Well, at least he's a somewhat of a threat the defense has to consider. Now they can they don't have to consider that because they know it's just oh. Pollard. They know it's Pollard. Pollard's good, but he's not that that north and south threat as much as Zeke was. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. this. So if if Quinn is Quinn years, if he's on the table, I saw a mock draft the other day, and I saw that Seattle was going to take him at 22, possibly. That's obviously it's a mock draft. Do you think? Hey, I'm a little sour on him right now because Oklahoma game. He played a great game, man. Uh, He went went 31 for 37. One interception was his fault the first series. Other's interception wasn't. He played a great game, man. He's starting to come along. Mechanics are looking good. He's stepping into his throws. Would you consider him? Would I have him than Dak? Without a doubt. Oh, yeah. If he's on the table, though, first round, would you take him, though? would be my question, I guess. What'd you say? If he's if he's between that or a defensive rusher, who would you take? Probably quarterback, right? T- it would, yeah, because I don't see any, I don't see any defense, I don't see any defensive ends this year that really just jump off the page at me. Will Anderson was one last year. That's true. That, you know, Texas Tech that jumped off the page at me. That defensive tackle from Georgia that um, likes to drive fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. But uh, I, I'm to the point now to where let's get talent. Yeah. Let's just talent who best available and go with it. Yeah. I'm like, tired of reaching for offensive linemen who get some career-ending disease or was crippled in high school or something like that, and then we have and and then we're having to do, draft the same position all over again. Yeah. You know. We gotta get smarter with our free agents. Ties, they treat it like it's a family run, like a family business. Like I work for a small company, and you can do just about anything here, and they'll give you a second chance. That's what, that's how Dallas is ran. Like a family, like a small business, to where oh well, we're you know we like their family. They might be a good guy, but if they're bad at football, we don't need them. <laughs> Send them a, so invite them to the Christmas party. But don't don't have them on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, love I it. like that. I love it. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a there's another team we need to talk about, and that's that's the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. That is a um, I don't even know how's polite way to put it. It, it, it. It's trash. <laughs> um, 
is is not bad. No, he's not bad. Kirk I don't Cousins. give me give me Kirk Cousins that, over Dak. Yeah, that that defense is is horrible. Um, yeah, see, in, in Minnesota's in the opposite uh, point of view than what Dallas is. Their offense has to outplay that defense. Yep. And I mean, they can do it because they got Kirk Cousins. They got all those Jefferson, but he's hurt right now, though. Oh yeah, that's right. Jefferson is hurt. But I mean, that was a business decision. Him getting hurt. That he's like, man. They were to beat death. He he was taking a couple of weeks off. That's possibly, possibly. I got he's turf toe. I got to stop for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's taking paid vacation. Um, but I mean, going into the season, them Cincinnati, Buffalo, everybody's like, oh man, and the Eagles. Oh man, they're so good and everything. The Eagles have been lucky to get the record they've got. Yeah, let's be honest. I agree. Hurts has been bad. Yeah. Um. He wasn't. He's not the same hurts he was last year. No, and he hurts in them. Buffalo does not have a running game at all. That's true. Um, and their defense isn't been as good as everybody thought it was going to be. Yep. But those Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's true. Are when they're on. Oh my gosh! Watch out! They can run it. They can throw it. Mike McDaniel is just just crazy good. He's like an evil genius. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's a weird looking fella. But <laughs> he fits in know, though. Miami. Most, he fits in Miami. I'm telling you, he looks. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a man ran on the field. Um, I, I I would be expect to see him at Comic Con more than that. You know, <laughs> in the playoffs in the NFL, the head coach. Um, it's a Miami. Uh, a geek drug lord. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he had those shades on. But the thing is with him is the players like to play for him. He's a player's coach. And in the NFL, that's what you need. They're grown men. Yeah. You the the, the being rough with them and stuff like that. If you're not about that, don't yeah. try to be that way. Yeah. That's true. Like Bill Parcells was that way, Jimmy Johnson was that way. They wouldn't test them. They'd cut you right then and there. Just boom. They wouldn't let you on the plane. Yeah. So if you're not if don't be don't be acting like that if that's not how you're, you are. Yeah. And he he plays right into his hey you know I'm just here to help, him. and that yeah. that's my job. And and I think that's why he gets the best out of him. That's true. Um, the Patriots, uh, Bill uh, Bill Belichick, just his last season. Uh, um, it has to be. It has to be. He's crazy. not. He's, he's not. The game is passing. Yeah. And it happens to the best of them. Um. You gotta well, know when to get out. Well, I think and once he, we saw Brady left, that kind of started to fall. A Belichick. Yeah, they both needed each other, and I and, and I, I hate I hate that when he left, when when Brady left, it was at the end. Like they were already declining as a team. I agree. So then it made it look bad on Belichick because Brady went one one, but you know the cap is going to catch up with you in the NFL. Yeah. The more success you have, the more successful players you have. And it's so hard. It's not like college where you just go recruit somebody or, or you know, like A&M does and buy them. You, <laughs> you've, got to, you, you, you've got a salary cap in the NFL. Cleveland is bad. I'm trying to go through some of these. Cleveland's um, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's funny is, though, I think they're better or- – right now they're still a better organization than Arizona and Chicago. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is crazy to think. But they are. Um, San Francisco, what we saw this weekend was karma for what they did to Dallas. And also, um, 
we we saw how much they need Christian McCaffrey. That mm. is Christian McCaffrey's team. That's true. When he got hurt, they lost because yep. he was gone. Yep. That man touches the football more for his team than anybody in the league. The only one that comes close would probably be Justin Jefferson, maybe. But even then, or Bijan. Bijan's been big for Atlanta. That's true. I want to talk about them Houston Texans. I'm not a Texans fan, <laughs> but I, if y'all want, if you, if you put, go back and pull the clip, I said C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback in that draft. Yep. And boy, was I right. You did. I hate you showing it. Bryce Young, he, 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 this is not the league for him. We've seen him come and we've seen him fall. All them Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. That yep. it works in college, but it ain't, you know, they've got talent in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Well, they got age. You're playing against 32-year-olds, not 22-year-olds. And <laughs> Anthony Richardson is another is it's another case. Of, yep. He does good during the during the uh, what's it the, not the pro combine. day what's it called the combine and everybody goes oh look at these numbers blah 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 go look at his tape at Florida it's not good he was garbage he, he can't make decisions they're like well he can he can run okay well that's all that's all fine and dandy can he throw yeah that's, that's a negative that's a negative on that. Um, I want to see Will Levis. I would love to see Will Levis before soon. Right, Real yeah. soon. No, no and, Malik uh, Willis. I feel like Malik had his shot. I mean, I, I mean, I know he had that they hadn't started him or nothing, but he's been around long enough to where if he was good enough to take that job, he would have. Yeah. Because they had an out this last year with um, Ryan Tannehill, and they didn't take him. Yep. So. Tannehill's still around. That's hard to believe. <laughs> I know they're getting tired of Tannehill, though. I am. <laughs> I like At some I point, you got to change something up. I like Tennessee Titans. I like them. I remember when he played receiver at A&M. That's how, <laughs> that's how long ago that was. Like, oh, that was, that was, know, that yeah. was forever ago. That was. That's when a and played like Texas. He played, <laughs> I feel like he played against Apple White. That's how long it was. That's true. <laughs> People would play the uh, 90s. No, I'm just <laughs> Who do you think? Uh, you got any predictions on? You think Miami's going to win this year? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're ready. Yeah. Um, they got the pieces, but they, it's still like they still see, need a couple there's more. There's a difference in regular season and playoffs. There's a big difference. They are. What's that one coach say? Playoffs. No, uh, yeah, playoffs, but, Mora. Yeah, he's got to win yeah. the game. I feel like they're close. If some have this Tyree Hill, they're done. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, this year's wide open. Yeah, it is. It honestly it, is. I mean, whoever gets me, hot, whoever gets hot at the right time, you know, it's gonna be hard to beat Sam. Kind of like them uh, Texas Rangers, you know. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I say the Rangers, I get this ringing in my ear. I get a, I get a ring. <laughs> you know, it, it happened last year. I, I got I got two ring. You know, both my ears are I got a ring in it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know how to bring it up for you. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, if we lose, I'm going to Philly. Uh, what? Come on, man. Yeah, I can't do it. Come that's on, like most, that's man. like room. For, for me, it's like room for Oklahoma. I know. So I can't. Can't do it. I'd rather I, I'd rather vomit. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's a, gonna be a weird year. Yeah, you know Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville coming in, and then it's yep. like I do too. Yeah, I did like Jacksonville. Etn and Lawrence you know, I, and Christian Kirk. I said it about the draft this year about the offensive line. It's just not being 
very good draft for offensive line. But it's been this whole season. Yeah. The whole NFL offensive line is atrocious. Yeah. Well, you got there's think, not one good offensive line in the league. You got think I don't care anybody anywhere. Is but, is Kansas City going to catch fire like they always do, and then just make a run? Even though, but they don't. They don't have the weapons this year, though. But Cincinnati, if they can get, if they can get what the, if they can get Burrow healthy and yep. and get him to stand up right and and not be laying on his back all the time, um, they're like, where's the big plays in Cincinnati? Well, he's got two seconds to throw the football. That's true. Yeah. I don't care how fast Jamar Chase is, he ain't gonna be down the field in two seconds. It's it's been really, but and it also goes to the fact that we've had a a good run of defensive. Uh, um, pass rushers coming in, coming in into the NFL that you know normally you know normally when they were about the size of those the size that the uh, defensive ends were coming they would be you know they beef up or whatever and go to all, like left tackle or something like that but they're slimming down and they're going to they're playing in mm-hmm. and it's because that's where the money's starting to go yeah and it's starting to rotate from the offensive line and go to the defensive line it changes every now and then yeah. you know running backs were a big commodity now they're not this that you know and it, to me, the way the football is now, I'm an old school watching football guy. I like a good running game. And they, the offenses have pushed so hard into this, we're going to throw the ball 50 times, that it's almost unwatchable sometimes because it's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. It's true. You like that smash mouth football. Yeah. Well, it. It, you need to mix some of that in. Be un- unpredictable. Yeah. I can tell you what Minnesota's going to do. And I can tell you where they're throwing it. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be able to do that. I mean, I'm a genius, but, you know. <laughs> you are the church guys, <laughs> NFL analysts. <for> a <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just one of them things. Everything's going to change. And I don't like to make a make a call till at least halfway through the season. Cause oh, yeah. Well, because injuries can injuries happen. And, a yeah. lot of things. and also, newly built teams take, take a little bit to get their feet underneath them. You can yeah. practice it all you want to. Green but, Bay can make a run. Who then knows? Then you get hit in the mouth. You know, and, and, and there's a lot of divisions that are wide open. NFC East, AFC South, the Packers and them. I mean, I there's no front runners, even in their own division. I think at NFC North, Detroit's going to – they're going to run the table. because that, that, Detroit does. That team oh, I, is yeah, being slept on. That's true. I forget, I, forget, I forget they're in there. Yeah, you're right. Um, Detroit's getting Campbell, slept on a lot. I think, I think Detroit can make a run in this year because they got – Gary Golf. Jared Goff, even even when he was in um, L.A., he was better than what people gave him credit for. Oh, yeah, he got yeah. bad mouth and, and he got pushed out. You know, everybody expects these quarterbacks to come in and just take over and just dominate the league, this, that, and the other. They're just a piece. They've got to have other yeah. pieces around them, and they've got to have a good – they have to be able to fit their offense. And and nobody think, nobody looks at it like that. College, college is bad about it, too. Yep. They bring in guys that don't fit what they already have, this, that, and the other. And before they can get their guys in, they fire the coach. And so it's – people don't look at it in a football manner. They look at popularity. Business manner. They want results now. I mean, in in that aspect, if you look at Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. They're not bad. I mean – They're not bad, though. Baker's doing great this year. Yeah, they're doing good. Oh, I think we lost him. We lost him. That's all right. I was just sending him a message. So That was our NFL (laughs) segment, guys. Sorry about the (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> the wind action there. Preston loves to talk. That's a good. That's why we have him as our NFL analyst. He's got a lot. I of love knowledge. having him on. A lot more knowledge of uh, NFL than I do, and uh, 
throw some humor in there as well. For, for yeah, we are going to get him back on when we have to get him back on when when Brett's in here so he can oh, yeah. ask that million dollar question about Jimbo and his nine million ninety million dollar buyout. Other than what we've talked Russ, about so you got far, anything you want to add in terms of anything NFL Rangers? No, I don't know. I mean, a uh, few games this weekend. Oh yeah, let's see who who you we know, got going. Trying to give you some more time to talk because I've been talking too much. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Preston like to talk. He runs in the family. Yeah, <laughs> I no wrong with that. Hey, usually you'll learn when when we have Preston call in, we pretty much just sit back and let yeah, him take over. I know. You look right at me, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> we just let Preston take over because I mean he's he's got got a lot of good information. So he does. Well, he could have. I I think he should have been a, a sports analyst. He has the personality for it, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Cowboys play this week, or they got bye? No, they got bye week this they week. Buy. Packers got Denver. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how oh, that one should win that game. Should. I only see two good good games on here. Who's that? Uh, Miami, Philly, mm. San Fran, and Minnesota. Oh yeah, those will be. I think San Fran and Minnesota is going to be a shootout. That one's going to be whichever Especially one has now, the ball no, last. No McCaffrey. Yeah, no McCaffrey. You know, no Debo. Oh, yeah, that's going to be be a, a test for Purdy. Who Purdy is. Because who else they got? They got Kittle still, right? Yeah, they still got Kittle. And they still got Brandon Ayuk, who is a baller. We got there. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. That's probably going to be for the division. Detroit uh, and Baltimore will be a good one. Yeah, Detroit. I think they were my sleeper pick yeah. when we were doing this. Yeah. Weeks ago, Detroit honestly is one of my favorite teams. I've liked Which, them for the past couple of years, though. I don't know why they're why they continue to be a, like everybody's still sleeping on it. You're six games into it, and they're still sleeping on Detroit because it's the Lions. You know, what I'm saying that we know how they've been so bad for so long. Like A&M, you know? <laughs> it's like if A and M is a contention for the playoff. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. There's no way. Well, the San Fran and Minnesota games on Monday. I don't think uh, listeners. We're not, I don't think we're going to jump into any conspiracy today or biblical topics. Not too much, since we don't have our lead analysts in those perspectives. <laughs> really, the only other thing we could talk about is the atrocities that are going on in Israel right now. And yeah, it's just continue to pray for Israel. Have they been a perfect nation? No, but they are God's people. Yeah. And like the Bible says, I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. So we need to be with Israel. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. And support Israel. And they're a free, they're in terms of, they're the only free-ish nation over there. Everyone else is just all dictatorship. You can't do anything, can't say anything. Yeah. If you do, off your head, you know what I'm saying? So. I think the thing that surprised me, other than the actual attack itself, because nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Are the protests that are going on, I mean, not only States. in the United States, uh, all around, but yeah. all around the I'm world, sure that are bad. showing support for Hamas and Palestine, Palestine, however you want to say yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I mean, come on, it. They're not militia. They're not freedom fighters. They're terrorists. They are. I mean, because, and I wish I wouldn't have seen them, but I've seen some of the pictures and videos that have been coming out of Israel, and but you know, the issue, the Palestine issue, is it's about the land. Yeah, who owned the land first? You know yeah. what I'm saying. And well, and that's the other land because God gave it to them. Yeah, know, through Abraham and. And that was the other that. thing, you know, they, they a lot of people don't know that historically wise, Israel got tired of fighting for the Gaza Strip, so they were just like, you know what, take it, you yeah. can have it. They haven't occupied the Gaza Strip since 2002. Mm. It's been 18 years. Wow. Now they have provided like water, and electricity, yes. and, and food supplies and stuff like that to Gaza. Mm-hmm. But that's just how Israel is. They're gonna. It's part of their. It's still part of their land, so they're gonna take care of it. Yeah. 
and that's what everybody that's people today aren't researching it to see it's just like they're believing what's being fed out there that israel has been not a big news organization yeah and you know israel's been doing this and and you know they're and and we're fin- funding both sides of the war. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which side are we on? Are we on Israel's side? Or are we on yeah. Palestine? Because we gave Iran funds, six million dollars. Oh, well, dollars, well they're saying then contributed to Palestine. They're saying that that account got frozen. That Iran didn't get access to that money. And then all the guns that we left in Afghanistan, they're using the that, wars yeah. and everything. They're That's using the other thing. To attack Israel. That's the other thing is uh, there was a picture that came out of two Hamas guys that were coming through with M4s and and somebody had like zoomed in on the picture and you can actually see the U.S. Army serial number. No way. On the weapon and somebody was like that weapon was in Afghanistan. Jeez. So it's just like, come on. But yeah, when I heard about that $6 million, they started talking about, oh, well, the way and this is the government that's saying this. So take it for however far you want to. Uh, they were they were saying that oh well it has to go through a series of accounts to get to Iran, so the U.S. government sends it to another account somewhere, and then that account sends it to like a, a mediary account where Iran can come in and get it as they need it. But before Iran got it, they froze that account. Okay, sure. That's the government saying it, <laughs> and the COVID shots not killing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's I just I don't know, man. It I, I feel for them because it's it's gut wrenching to see. I mean, they had a they found a kill house where they killed forty babies. Sad to me. That's not that's not a freedom fighter. That's not a militia. You're not no. dealing with humans. You're dealing with animals. Exactly. And and I mean, I didn't. I I I read that story yeah. about the the kill house where they found all these babies that were killed. The house was burned. They found a decapitated baby that had a grenade in its mouth. And I'm just like, that's. That's an animal right there. It like is. that person has no soul about them. They're pure evil. No. And it's and that kind of evil needs to be eradicated. Yeah. Well, it's a religious warfare. Yeah. Good versus evil. And the crazy part about it is I was telling somebody the other night we were talking about this and it's like before Israel does anything, they are notifying citizens in Gaza, "Hey, we're fixing an attack. Get out." Yeah. Because for those of you that don't know, Hamas likes to use people as shields. So they'll build military things under hospitals. They'll have hideouts and tunnels under buildings and houses. Like the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so I've done like, I don't, I don't know why I have gotten in, as invested in this as I have. Cause I can't really do anything, but look at stuff and read stuff. Um, but the most recent thing that's come out is the, uh, the missile that blew up and took, it took out a hospital and killed 500 people. Well, Hamas is saying that that was Israel that bombed it. Well, Israel was saying, well, let's time out, let us review and track where our stuff is going and we'll find out and come to find out. It's not, it's a Hamas missile that malfunctioned. Mm. They fired this missile. It come halfway out the tube and it exploded. Well, when it did, it cleared out a city block (laughs) because their military operation is under a hospital. Well, guess where that missile launcher was at by the hospital. Mm. So it, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's nuts. For for the way that they came in is not the way they normally came in. So that's that was the red flag for everybody. When you came in strategically like that, normally Hamas just comes in guns blazing. They don't strategize. They just come in and start that's going at it. That's why it's like they have other countries working with them. Oh yeah, Iran was the one that that greenlit the operation. Yeah. The um, 
I forget what they're called, but it's basically Iran Special Forces. They trained Hamas to do this. Mm. They had some kind of summit, and I think it was 2019 or 2020, somewhere in that area. Training drills of the... Well, no, that's where they had the discussion. Hamas says, hey, we want to do this. Oh, wow. Iran stepped up. We'll green light it, and then we'll train you. Wow. So, it's... We'll see if uh, China and Russia get involved here. That's, when, and when they get involved, then you know Jesus come back really soon. Because that's that's, that's the scary thing is. So we'll see. There's all these pieces that have to fall into place. Yeah. Um, this is the first piece of the puzzle. Yeah, this is the first part, and then you have some other group. If they get involved, then you got the state of Lebanon that's going to get involved. If you have another, I don't know all their Arabic names because they're hard to say. But if another group gets involved, then you have Syria that gets involved. If Syria gets involved, then Russia is going to get involved. Yeah, it's true. And then if Russia gets involved, then China gets involved. So it just it's basically a domino effect. So we'll see. So hopefully That's why Israel. you trust in Jesus and put your hope in Jesus because if you don't have it, man, you got no hope right now. Yeah. Well, it's like we, we discussed it. You know, we kind of high flew this topic at the, the men's breakfast the other day. And I think it was I think it was Craig that was saying that, you know, it's it's not that you have to worry about the wars going on because oh, no. in the Bible it says they're gonna speak of wars and there's gonna be wars. It's when the peace starts to happen that yeah. that's when everything falls into place. Peace and safety. Yeah. So all we can do right now, and I know it sounds kind of cliche, is pray for those people that are in Israel. Um, for right now, America backs them. Oh, yeah. For now. Until it at doesn't least, suit our interests anymore. Some word. Yeah. It's a word. But, I mean, they, they are staging Navy and military units in the sea out there, whatever sea is out there by Israel that they can get into. They have the world's... Is it Mediterranean? I think so. Baltics. They have the biggest aircraft carrier in the United States fleet sitting and waiting. So (laughs) there's that. Just don't let it get destroyed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, it's basically a sitting duck out there right now. But I mean, they got, they got, it's got all kinds of stuff out there, but it's got probably a laser like it did for Hawaii, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And those, and and you know, I'm, I'm a big Ben Shapiro guy. So I've been watching a lot of his stuff and, uh, you know, he is Ben Shapiro's Jewish. Yeah. And so he's getting a lot of people that still live in Israel. So he's getting a lot of information out. And dude, just if you haven't seen any of his recent shows or listened to his recent shows, do so because he gives a lot of good information. But he is also just absolutely livid with everything, how things are being handled here. Oh, yeah. Why, yeah. I mean, we have no leadership. Because you have people in government that are coming out speaking that Israel is a terrorist. Yeah. And. Hamas are the ones being victimized. Like the, uh, the Minnesota lady? Yeah. Tlaib? There's Tlaib. Like uh, you got AOC. Yeah, the squad. Yeah, basically the squad. So, Other than that, that's all I really got. Um, hopefully the next time we'll have the whole crew here and we'll get Preston back on the phone so he can rib, <laughs> rib Brett a little bit. Uh, but do uh, pray for Brett and his family. Is there on vacation doing their thing, spending some time together, which is great. Yes. Uh Craig just just doing whatever Craig does. <laughs> hey, we had a praise for Rusty with Ezra getting adopted. Woo! So Yep, that's awesome. awesome. Have we actually formally announced she was part of part of the show? Did we do that yet? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I thought I did last did episode. I don't remember. <laughs> I've slept Listeners, since then. <laughs> if you haven't if we haven't announced it, I think we have. Think, just to cover our bases. Rusty is the fifth member of the church, guys. 
So there will be a new intro. Probably not this episode, but the next one. Oh, we'll yeah. We we'll do have, need to lay down a new we'll episode. We'll have Brett re-record the intro, and we'll uh, find a, a title. Well, the cool part is we don't have to do the entire intro because I can splice the, it in. It's just that part where we introduce. And I'm Rusty, the <laughs> entrepreneur, or whatever you want to be. Whatever you want to be, man, you can call it, man. The baseball expert. The baseball analysis. The statistician. The statistician. Ooh. There you go. Sounds like an evil evil bad guy and one of these days we'll have uh, <laughs> his cousin brother essentially like his brother his cousin Roland on yeah, we could have Roland on that would be fine he's a listener as well we can have a call in maybe we're definitely going to have to have a bigger room if we do start having people come in the studio because <laughs> yeah, five people's a lot in, though, too. oh yeah that's call true in, we could have know. him call in that's everything thank you for listening we will be back in a couple weeks be sure to like and subscribe to the show check out the merch store bye bye next episode it's going to be awesome we're finally going to have hopefully everybody in studio with pastor craig back with brett back we're going to be talking over some interesting things with college football nfl mlb we're going to see how the rangers have been doing and if they're in the world series or not some biblical topics and conspiracy corner you're not going to want to miss this next episode of the church guide podcast come back and give us a listen we'll see you next time